1: sitting here trying to think of a way to start the episode and I've got nothing
0: laughing is great is a great start
1: laughter is the best (laughs) medicine
0: um we're here today to talk about books oh that's right yeah
1: couldn't remember what this podcast was about (laughs) right thank you (laughs) shoot I don't know if I'm prepared (laughs) just kidding yeah well I haven't read anything lately again kidding (laughs) (laughs) what did did that
0: stick of sugar go to your head
1: (laughs) i am sitting here eating a what are these things called fun dip a fun dip stick (laughs) she i'm eating pure sugar
0: yeah well i just had reese's pcs
1: that's got protein in it true this is literally compacted hardened Sugar. You're right, you're a garbage human, full <laughs> <laughs>
0: of sugar sticks.
1: <laughs> uh, yep.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well, on today's episode of Ink Drinkers, <laughs> we're going to be discussing a uh, series, book series to be exact.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are. Gosh, what is wrong with us today? We're We're in strange moods. Sorry, everyone you just have to deal
0: but we have some great books to tell you about so that's exciting
1: well I know my book's great I don't know about yours
0: mine was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> that's a really high praise it was about a four
1: about but, a four
0: but worth discussing
1: okay well
0: are you you want to go first or I, me?
1: that's what I was gonna ask you
0: I don't remember who went first last time
1: I don't remember either but I'll take it because my book was a five Go for it. Actually, I'm telling you about the whole series, but um, it's a book. The first book is one that I've mentioned before. You thought it was a murder mystery.
0: Sorry. I didn't really get in. I obviously didn't.
1: Obviously. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going to pick it up again. It's called Bear Town. It's about hockey and just like human life. Okay? Uh,
0: that's very heavy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It
1: actually is a heavy series. Yeah. Like, it takes a lot of bandwidth to be able to read this series because it's heavy, and it's not dark, necessarily. Like, there are some dark parts, um, but it's just, whew. it's one of those, like, oh, books, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, okay. So, like I said, it's about hockey. There's, there's three books in the series. So, there's Beartown, Us Against You, and then The Winner's. And the reason I'm talking about it again, even though I've brought it up several times on the podcast before, is that I did finish the third book recently, The Winners, and I got to watch an author chat with the author, Frederick Bachman, because he did an event at the Dallas something, something. (laughs) I can't remember what it's called.
0: Wow. The Dallas
1: something, something. Uh Uh-huh. And it was a live um, virtual event. So I watched it virtually. Um, but Beartown slash Us Against You slash, <laughs> um, the winners is about this hockey town called Beartown and a rival hockey town nearby called Hed. And I said that weird because the book takes place in Sweden so actually like the Swedish name of the of Beartown would be Bjornstad. Hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But it
0: sounded again like that's all not, your accents That's very how authentic. it
1: looks to me. So um Bjornstad and he had <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Um anyway, so they both have these hockey teams and they're not like like if if we if we compare it to like soccer, since we're both soccer experts now, you know, because mm-hmm. of Dead Lasso mm-hmm. and Welcome to right, and right, stuff, right, 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 they wouldn't be like Premier League. Okay. You know, they would be yeah. one of the lower level
0: yeah. leagues. They're not. Uh, they're not Mighty Ducks. They don't fly together. Right. Okay.
1: They do fly together. Okay. Mighty Ducks was an underdog. <laughs> I, think, maybe, I think maybe they are
0: Mighty Duck. <laughs> They're the, mighty the, fir- the first one not the mighty, second one. They're
1: mighty bears. Got it. Okay. So Beartown has Beartown has the bears right? and then um, Head has uh, bulls. So it's the bears versus the bulls. <sighs> anyway, I'm really not selling this, but the <laughs> So the book is about these um Beartown hockey team and the rivaling town of Head plays a part in it. Um but there's an event that happens in Beartown that kind of rocks the community. Okay. Um, and potentially robs the hockey team of its star player. Okay. And so like, because hockey is so important in this town, if the star player is taken out of the game, it's like, everyone's going to be angry at whoever did that. Uh Um, so the reason that it resonates so much and that I like it so much, the whole series is that Frederick Bachman, um... Writes so beautifully about just, like, the human condition. He he creates these characters that, like, you know this person. You know Maya in real life. You know and love Benji and Peter and Bobo. And, like, the, these characters are my family. They're my <laughs> friends. Like, seriously, that is how his writing feels. Right. And it's just so beautiful. For an author to be able to do that. The the way that he constructs his stories. Have you read Anxious People? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, that's obviously kind of a comedy. This is not at all a comedy. But so you know kind of his writing style and the way that he just gets inside these people's heads to write their characters. It's just incredible. And watching him in the author's interview like unfortunately the moderator was terrible and was asking him all these awkward questions and like he himself is kind of an awkward guy in the first place um and he's like a super anxious person and super introverted and so like you could tell he did not want to be talking to this huge crowd of people but he was doing it because publicists told him to go do it basically (laughs) yeah um but he's so he's so funny like he's a really funny guy. Like not meaning to be. No, it's it's like it's a, like a dry. It's a very dry yeah. kind of like okay. self deprecating thing, mm-hmm. and like the the moderator would be like, "So why do you think that people are so drawn to your books?" And he's like, "I I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> like he's just like I I can't tell you, <laughs> but um, and you know the author the author the moderator was like, well um what you know he asked about like Frederick's process for creating these characters and he said he just interviews people and like if he's writing about a hockey coach he's going to go interview a hockey coach and just talk to him and talk to him and talk to him like a journalist until he gets the little nuggets that he wants and then like that becomes his character that's a really cool process it is and he kind of like puts little nuggets from people that he knows in his characters and that i think that's why they they seem so real yeah like benji in bear town is like pieces of, of people, people in his life in his life who have meant a lot to him and everybody just loves Benji in Beartown. Like he's one of the most beloved characters. And it's be, I'm not saying the characters in the book love Benji. I mean they do, but
0: people who but, read but people who,
1: who read the book love Benji and just connect to him so much. and it's because Frederick has put so much of himself and the people that he really knows into that character. That's really cool. It's his process is just fascinating to me. Yep. He gets so into the books that because Beartown and Us Against You are heavy kind of difficult reads, he had a breakdown after the second one and he didn't know if he was going to be able to write the third one because it takes so much out of him because the pressure that he feels from the outside world and his fans is just too much for him and so it was just such a fascinating interview to watch. So is he from
0: Sweden? He's Swedish. He's yeah. Swedish. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> yeah, all of his books are in Swedish, and they're translated to you what? know languages throughout the world because um, he's obviously a very popular author. And he is so humble about it. He's not. He doesn't want this spotlight. He just wants to write books. He he doesn't. And he said at one point he was like. In order to write The Winners, the third one, um, I had to pretend that you all, like, pointed to the audience, don't exist. Because if I knew that you existed and that you were going to read this book, I couldn't write it. I mean, just his mind is just, I don't know, fascinating to me.
0: Well, I am going to read this series. You are. I am. <laughs> I am. I, I really am. I really want to. I just it's like one of those things. It's
1: you know what? I think that fall winter is actually a good time to read it because it is in Sweden. It's a cold place. Um, it's a little dreary at times. It, it's it's heavy. I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, but it's you know so what? worth it.
0: As we're talking, I'm going to put a hold. Yes, on on Libby.
1: Um, I also found out, I didn't realize this, but one of Frederick's, if not his first book, um, A Man Called Uva. Yes. So, have you read that? I have not read it, okay. but I
0: actually bought it years ago um, as part of my dad's Christmas present because I was, I this was, I mean, I was probably in college and I had gone to Barnes & Noble and was just looking like for something that maybe my dad would like because he's more... Um, nonfiction, like he loves nonfiction, mm-hmm. um, and when I read it, I just thought I think he would enjoy this, and he read it and he did like it. It's it was outside of what he generally reads, but right. he said he did like it.
1: So I well, did not personally
0: good. read it, but um, yeah, it's
1: it wasn't my favorite of his, but everybody like so many people love a man called Uva, and it was made into a movie in Sweden, but it's being made into a movie in America called A Man Called Otto, starring. Tom Hanks. Oh, ah, yeah. really? Yeah. Ooh. So that's exciting. Tom Hanks. I just, I don't want to live in Frederick Bachman's head because it sounds really stressful. And um, I don't know if I could handle that. It's already stressful enough in my own head. But I'm just, like I said, I'm just fascinated by the way his mind works and his writing processes and how he is able to write so beautifully with so few words um like I'll give you an example of a quote that has just stuck with me ever since I read it in Us Against You um which it won't make a ton of sense because you don't know the plot but there's this this character who um he he was on the hockey team and he he kind of lost his way and uh his his neighborhood friends were kind of rallying around him to support him, and the quote was "He didn't have a team, so they gave him an army. Mm. and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how do you do that? like <laughs> that's it's only a few words and you yeah. just brought chills. you know what I mean?
0: The beauty of words <sighs> yeah, yeah
1: i i'll I'll stop because I could honestly just talk about <laughs> I really could I could talk about him and his books for days. Um, hands down, one of my favorite authors, highly, highly recommend all three of those books and all of his books in general.
0: 10 out of 10 would
1: recommend. 12 out of 10. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And, and well, sorry, last thing, <laughs> La- I'm sorry, I was, I, I was worried about the winners because it has been several years since Us Against You came out because, like, he had his breakdown; he couldn't write. This he... is this is why Jamie, because you because were... of me, I'm putting so much yeah. pressure on him. I know. I feel so bad. I even like I posted on Instagram a picture of me like watching the virtual. Um, I saw it, and and I p- purposefully didn't tag him because I didn't want to put that on him.
0: That's really sweet,
1: <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> He did say one thing during the um, during the interview that – wait, sorry. Let me back up. I was going to uh, – two things I have to tell you. One – sorry, I'm so excited about this. I know. Please do. Okay. okay. <sighs> it's, the, it's the sugar sticks. <laughs> one, I was – It's
0: the sugar sticks. That's our <laughs> title.
1: <laughs> one, I was worried about the winners because – yeah, there was a lot of pressure. The first two books were so good. It, I was worried that he wasn't going to be able to tie it up and, like, have a good ending. Do you like the winners as much as the other two books? Yes. I like Beartown the most, then Us Against You, then The Winners. So it's it's third on my list. Um, And I do... I. I, You're giving me that look because I said to you, did I tell you like I don't like the winners as much as the other two? Did I say that? No. I had that thought in my head initially, but then the more I sat with it, like it took me a while to process. And the more I sat with it, I was like, no, this was just brilliant. It really, that's the best word to describe. What other
0: recommendation do you need to read this
1: series? <laughs> so the second thing I want to tell you <laughs> uh-huh. before we get to your book.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't follow this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I should have gone second. Um, Is that during, and I know I posted this on Instagram too, so you you probably saw it, but during his author chat, the moderator asked him, like, how do you write women so well? Yeah. And his response was, "Uh, I operate, and he just said it so straight-faced, so casually, he was just like, "Um, I operate under the assumption that they are people too. And it was like mic drop moment. And I was like, Frederick Bachman, I already loved you so <laughs> much, but you have just like gained even more rank in my esteem. Ugh. Amazing. I think I'm done now. You sure? Yeah, I might come at you later with more, but for now. Okay.
0: I can follow that with anything um quite as as good. we'll um, just end the episode then. Okay. No, bye. I'm kidding. <laughs> cheers <laughs> um so the book that i read is it actually came out in 2013 um the reason that i read it is because there is a new show adaptation coming out on netflix on october 19th and Ooh. i wanted to read the first book before watching the show
1: i'm all about it
0: um it is the school for good and evil by Soman Chenani, i believe is how you say it have you read this
1: I have not heard of this. Okay,
0: so uh, from what I understand, it's on the verge of young adult literature. I mean, it's definitely YA or younger. Okay, um, so not something I would typically read, but um, this show looked like something
1: I wanted to watch.
0: So this is a story about fairy tales.
1: I'm sorry, a story about fairy tales or like a retelling of a fairy tale? Mm-mm, not a retelling. Okay. Story right. about fairy tales literally oh like what you you meant what you said yeah
0: yeah i like to say <laughs> things that i mean okay
1: cool um
0: <laughs> sorry okay so the story begins in a small village these two girls opposites sophie is blonde haired just beautiful she's of the wealthier class um she lives with her father and her mother has passed away and um and then we have agatha who is um lower in the lower class her mother but her mother is like the town doctor so i was really confused by that but anyways she is um they don't her description is not particularly positive so she is a spindly
1: i mean she has the name agatha that's all <laughs>
0: for everyone named Agatha out there I would like you to comment <laughs> <laughs> your dis- your
1: disapproval Who's of when named Jamie Agatha just said- anymore
0: I'm oh, look I'm, look I'm sure there are tons of wonderful Agathas and all of you out there Agatha please Christie. please
1: comment Jamie I, in the don't, comments don't at me bro <laughs> um Agatha's a great name it's a good witch name that's what I was thinking. I know. It's a good witch name. And it's a good name for a mystery writer named Agatha Christie. Yeah. The end. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's how Jamie feels.
0: Um, she will not be naming her firstborn Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Agatha is very pale in skin, very skinny. Um, she has greasy black hair, and she's rather plain a face, is basically how they... Just for Aggie, Iver. she lives with her mother, and she has a pet cat. And everyone kind of avoids her in town. Mm. She and Sophie become friends. Sophie is the only friend that she's ever had, oh, other than well, her cat. Well, at least cat. she has
1: Sophie. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: yeah. Um. So in Sophie's mind, she is a princess, mm. and she just, you know, she exudes all the characteristics of a princess. She's beautiful. She takes care and brushes her hair a lot. She wears really nice outfits. And she does charity for others. But her charity for others is a bit questionable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's a bit of a narcissist. Um, uh, the, the thing about this town, though, is that uh, once a year, two children from the town mysteriously go missing. <gasps>
1: Like, it happens every year on the same date? I don't know if it's the same
0: date or not. I assume it's the same time frame. But the town just knows. They know that someone comes in the night and steals two of their children or makes them go to the forest and then they're gone because they're basically surrounded by forests in this small town. Um, I don't think that it's a real town. Like, I don't think it actually exists. Uh, I think it's all made up, make-believe. But basically um Sophie wants to be taken because in her (laughs) mind she oh Sophie yeah she is meant for greater things and the what the townspeople believe happens to their children is that they are kidnapped and brought to a far-off land to become characters in fairy tales and I'll tell you why they think this. Yeah, well, this is so interesting. So once a year, the bookstore owner in town gets an—he doesn't know where it comes from. It just lands on his doorstep. One, one fairy tale, new fairy tale, and as he opens it and reads it himself, the pictures in the book and the characters in the book are the children that have disappeared. And there is a child who is the heroine in the story and one who is the villain.
1: This is fascinating. I, my twisted mind is wishing that this story... Was not like this, whatever this magical story is that you're telling me about, but like a really super twisted serial killer (laughs) that like steals and murders children and then writes a book about them and then lays it on the step of the bookstore in town. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. But that would be really cool. That I mean, that would be, oh, wow. Yeah. That's so twisted. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) The bookstore owner writes basically by hand, because this is set way back. I don't know. It doesn't tell you exactly what the fictional time frame is. But he hand, like, writes all of these books so that every child in town has a new story, has the new story to read. And he basically, he closes his shop down every year at this time whenever they just randomly get dropped off it's not the same time every year the book doesn't come at the same time but he writes a copy for every single child in town so that they can enjoy the new book so
1: enjoy the new book about their friends having been so, so what away. the
0: parents do is they basically make their children like if they're if they're really good they tried to make them dirty. Like, they'll tell them, you need to roll around in the yard outside and we're going to cut all your hair off, like all the the girls, so that you're not taken. Or like, if they're bad, they're like, for this month, you need to be really good on your really best behavior so they don't take you for evil. And it's like ridiculous. So it's like this hysteria in the town. Okay, so I think i just, that's just such a small part of the book and like, that's not almost oh, anything, but, but I wanted to explain but
1: it. But I'm fascinated.
0: Okay, so... The night comes that the children are going to be taken. Sophie knows that she's going to be taken. She makes sure that her windows are unlocked (laughs) and that whoever comes to get her can easily get in. Um, Agatha is on high alert because she is going to make sure that Sophie isn't taken. Oh, she's going to protect her? But she also doesn't believe in any of this. She thinks Hmm. it's nonsense. She thinks the kids just walk, two random kids just walk out into the wood. Woods and disappear, um, get lost, and, you know, are never heard from again. But she does um, have a stack of... The fairy tale books. Next to her bed.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, Sophie is indeed taken. Wow. And it doesn't look like another child is being taken, and Agatha runs after this shadow that has captured... Sophie and she's running and running into the woods and she's able like she keeps having all these things come at her um, to try to make sure she doesn't get to them but she actually does jump onto Sophie and she's able to at the last minute she doesn't get to like she's with Sophie as Sophie leaves
1: okay so she disappears with Sophie because she's grabbed on and is being carried away right so
0: um, they somehow are now flying through the air and I think the figure has now somehow dropped them to turn in... Like, they're now taken by this large bird. And they're flying over this... Like... Just they're flying in the air. And then all of a sudden in the distance, they see these two buildings coming up, like, out of the clouds. And one is completely black. And the other one looks like an enchanted mansion, you know, kind of thing. Mm. And... Um, Sophie is so excited. Agatha is just dumbfounded this, that this place actually exists. She doesn't even know what's going on. And as they get closer and closer, the, the black building, or like it's not a building, it's like a castle basically, yeah. um, Sophie gets dropped by the bird into the blackness. Oh, no. And Agatha gets dropped into the beautiful enchanted castle.
1: Good for Agatha. She deserves that.
0: <laughs> so, there is so much to the story that I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because it just it it would take too long. This st- the book itself is very long. I like
1: how many audiobook hours. Okay,
0: well, I had it on like a 1.4 speed and it was like 14 hours. Okay, so I don't know,
1: like 18. Yeah, it's 19 long. Hours.
0: And all of, so this is a series as well. Um, so it's a six series, six book series. But from what I have read, because I've only read the first one so far, is that only the first three books are about this storyline. And then the fourth book takes a different turn, but is somehow like about the same stuff.
1: Yeah, probably like in the same world, but yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting.
0: Yeah, so quick understanding is that they call the children from the town readers because they are the ones that read the fairy tales. And then the children who are at the schools are actual children who have been raised by villains and the princes and princesses of fairy tales. So they have never lived in regular society. They have basically grown up to go to this school and become like, chosen to be in a fairy tale, which is, like, the ultimate goal. Because they're not all chosen to be in a fairy tale. So you're saying the kids
1: from the town are meant to go to these schools? No. So,
0: like, the children, they're children who are not from the town who grow up, and they are the children of villains. Like, like say, say a regular, I, I don't know. Like, not all readers get into a fairy tale. And not all children of fairy tale make believe characters all get in their own fairy tale. Like it's very prestigious to get in your own fairy tale.
1: I just want to crack up laughing because this is so ridiculous. I'm I'm loving it. I'm <laughs> okay. loving how ridiculous it is. Cuz um, you're just describing it like it's perfectly normal, normal. everyday wow. stuff. I mean, some people just don't get their own fairy tales. <laughs> well,
0: and I'll say this to you, it's been 200 years since evil has won a store a fairy tale. Wow. It's a long time for good terrain. Yeah. Um, so we start to find out some things. Uh, obviously Sophie is super confused and she thinks that there's been a mistake and she's just fighting tooth and nail that this doesn't make any sense that she's a princess, that Agatha is obviously the witch. Um, everyone who sees Agatha initially is like, What what is that?
1: What is she doing what here? What is she
0: doing here? Um there, are all of these trials and tribulations, and like as they are studying, their different sides. It, it's 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 like basically whatever fairy tales. Like the, the halls in the school for good are made out of like gumdrops, and like <laughs> the school for evil is just like disgusting, and they have like torture chambers, and you know it's just it's what you would think, like the most fairy tale all the fairy tale tropes that you can think of are in these schools. Um, but I will say, out of the 200 years that this has been going on, where where good has always uh, won out over evil, um, they have never seen two readers like Sophie and Agatha. Mm. So things start to go awry quickly.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. So there's tons and tons of characters. It's too too much to get into. Um But it was just a really interesting read.
1: It sounds um, like imaginative and creative, very much so.
0: Yeah, it's just like
1: super whimsical.
0: All anything about fairy tales is in there. They talk about like all the actual like fairy tales that we know growing up, and um, like when Lady's talking about Ella, and then the girl realizes she's talking about Cinderella. Cinderella, Yeah, and. yeah, I don't know. It was it was just it was really well written. I really liked it. I probably won't read the next one right away, but like it was something that like I would read over time, and and follow up on the story because it does end on a
1: on a cliffhanger. Interesting. Um, I, I don't yeah. usually like fairy tale like books. See, and I do like the Bear and the Nightingale. I just couldn't. I don't know. I'm for some, and, and there's like some other ones that are not coming to mind right now that I've tr- oh the the Hinter wood or some hazel wood um and I just I can't get into those but this one sounds yeah um it's not like a fairy tale itself it's just about it it sounds fun and like something I would enjoy
0: yeah it was um it's it's light to a degree I mean it's not not light I don't know how to describe it I mean there's certain like evil aspects and things that are really awful that happen to some of the students and to you know things like that um but you kind of see a progression of chaos or a progression of good and evil, like, like slow, like, and how, how you, it, it's basically, I think, what's really interesting, not inter. I mean, it's not that interesting, but what's really <laughs> cool about it is, it's not who you expect. yeah. And, and I like that. It's like not everyone who's going to be a princess needs to look like a princess. You know right, what I mean? Like right. you can be a good person. And that's what they talk about. They say there are no mistakes in good and evil. Like you're either your soul is generally evil or it's good and you can't switch the two. But but in saying that.
1: There's caveats, I'm assuming. Of course. Yeah. Um. Hmm.
0: So anyways, yeah, it was really good. So I'm going to quickly um, say a little bit about – um, the show that the show that's coming oh, out. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's
0: coming out again on October 19th on Netflix. Um, there are a few pretty big actor actresses names. If that holds any weight for anyone to you know give a little, I don't know, preview to what this could be like. Um, so Agatha and Sophie are two actresses that I've never seen in anything. Like I think that they're relatively new. They're supposed to be around 15, 16 years old um, in the books. But Lady Leso, who is one of the professors on the evil side, is going to be played by Charlize Theron. Ooh. Um, professor Dovey, who is the main professor of good, is going to be played by Carrie Washington. Oh, wow. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is the schoolmaster. Okay. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is one of the professors, I think, on good. Mm-hmm. Um, Patti Lupin, I think is how you say her name. I wouldn't have known her name, but when you see her, she's in other stuff. She's also on the good side. Uh, ben Kingsley. Oh, my God. These are some big names. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I would assume it's going to be decent. There were a few people I saw in comments when the trailer came out that are diehard fans of the series. That were like, I don't know about this. Uh. But after reading the first book, obviously, they're going to change A lot of things, just like they always do. Um, But I did think that I still want to
1: watch it, obviously. Um, That's a lot of heavy-hitting names to all be in one series together for it not to be good. You know what I I mean? I think so.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, So anyways, yeah, check it out if you are so inclined on October 19th. And if you'd like to read the first book, the first in the series is The School for Good and Evil.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to try to check that out before – Before the show comes out.
0: Yeah. I think uh, I just sent it back like a couple days ago. And um, the second book wasn't available, but the third was. So I have the second on hold. Okay. Yeah. Fun. So we're going to talk about the tea?
1: We are going to talk about the tea. I haven't even tasted it yet. You don't like it? (laughs) I'm not sure what's happening here. It just tastes like hot water to me.
0: Okay, so mine tastes like a deliciously crisp apple.
1: Well, I did forget to put Splenda in it. That's why. Does the Splenda bring out the flavors? Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, okay. One moment. <laughs> okay, let me taste it again. <laughs> Whoa, that was a very different cup. <laughs> um That's crazy. That it didn't sweeten it, it just accentuated the flavor that's nuts that is really yummy
0: yeah it's delicious that's why when you made the face I was so upset (laughs) um yeah it's like this is what you drink when you're walking through a fall carnival
1: well so let me say what the tea actually is because I haven't even said that yet it's hot apple cider tea by the Republic of Tea and it underneath the hot apple cider tea it says herbs of autumn so i don't know if that's like a collection that they have or something maybe but it's a naturally caffeine free blend of apples cinnamon and cloves i was i saw this when i went to fresh market the other day and i was like oh i need to get this for the podcast obviously but i didn't think i would like it because cinnamon Mm -hmm. um it's not cinnamon forward yeah and the ingredients are apple pieces cinnamon orange peel rose hips berry leaves Apple flavor, ginger root, cloves, lemon flavor, citric acid, and caramel seeds. There was a lot of things for me to read, um, but it's it's actually really delicious. And there are two little things on here that I want to read to you on the um, tin. So this part says, "A cup of comfort when autumn leaves begin to change and the chill returns to the air. This cozy." Naturally caffeine-free blend of apples and spices will surely warm you up. Enjoy the luscious aroma of cinnamon and cloves as the steam rises from your cup. I don't think that was meant to rhyme, but I did it anyway. Pull on your coziest sweater and embrace this golden season.
0: I mean, though, that's what it tastes like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then this weird little poem-looking thing. You can tell that my pop filter isn't on. You can hear me saying my peas Anyway, this weird little poem-looking thing, um, I don't, I'm not sure what this is, so I'm just going to read it out to you. On herbs, there is nothing to resist. With nothing to resist them, harmony and balance do not hide. Entering harmony and balance, I wash my teacup. <laughs> what is that? That was so strange to me. <laughs> so just, I'm just going to let you sit with that. <laughs> with the harmony and balance in washing your teacup. But yes, the tea is good.
0: Yeah, it's real good.
1: But I, it's like I, when I first sip it, I get like cinnamon and cloves, more clove than cinnamon. And then there's like that the sweet, apple sweetness Mm -hmm. and it's like you can taste the apple
0: like I can taste apple it's very strong really good yeah
1: I am pleasantly surprised Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. all right let's go add some whiskey to it and call it a (laughs) night (laughs) cheers cheers
0: thanks for listening be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today You can find that in your podcast app or on our website,
1: inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers!